the question um, doesn't need to be framed as sharply. It's, so it's like an area that is being asked about that I'll try to offer some response to. And it has to do with the noticing the catch in one's uh, attention, in one's flow, relationally, noticing it physiologically at the out-breath, that there's an in-breath that happens before it's even completely gone. So we're talking about a latent tension in the body-mind and the constant regenerating of that tension um, as a result of the largely unseen activities of the mind and as a result of the quite remarkable sensitivity to being in relation with another so that even though this might feel quite good even, it might even feel peaceful, that there's still a tremendous amount of mutual vibrating excitement, you might say. One of my teachers, Venerable Punaji, often spoke about emotional excitements, you know, and of course we crave those. They're stimulating, they feel good, they make us feel alive even when they're negative. But when they're positive, oh, give me more. But we don't see the tension in it. And so the body-mind doesn't even know how to attune to the quality of pleasure that's underneath the pleasure of tension. So we, I, we come to identify only the tense as pleasurable because we never get to experience that pleasure that comes with genuine peace. And this is, you know, most of us most of the time. And when the Buddha talks about identifying the pleasurable as pleasurable, the painful as painful, or more specifically, mistaking the painful as pleasurable, that's what we're talking about. It's this pleasure of stress, of emotional excitement, more stimulation, and then it's always contingent, and it and even in this moment that's sort of peaceful, we might identify it as this catch. Now, you know, we have a meditator who's sensitive to the catch at the outbreath. So she has a physiological meter that says, I'm noticing this because the in-breath comes before my outbreath is complete and there's this tension. And so she's, because of her uh, wholesome conditioning with meditation practice, silent meditation practice, that's become a very, she's refined her uh, tensometer. And so she gets it. She says, oh, I can see the, the needle's like this, you know, and it doesn't go any lower, it, right? Very astute observation. And she's observing for all of us. Right? So the whole organism 
is functioning in concert, the, the mind and the body in concert to maintain these tensions. And the sense organs are the portals to the input that keeps that tension going. And of course, the craving around that, give me more, give me more, includes the keep this out, keeps this out, and then life becomes trying to get and keep and get and keep, and that's, and that's what we call, you know, samsara. That's, that's the life of constantly being in that struggle. So this is a rather relatively subtle manifestation of it, but it can be much worse, you know, when there's trauma underneath, when there's real deep emotional pain underneath, then it's not such a subtle thing. You sit in front of another person and the catch isn't some little catch at your belly. The catch is like, oh my, you can hardly tolerate sitting there. But it's the same thing. It's the same basic dynamic. The input comes in and, and, and there's the sensitivity, the profound sensitivity of this organism in response. And that's of course now vibrating because my responsiveness is in some way visible to your sensitive organism. And now it becomes this relational vibration back and forth, whether or not the other person is aware of this tension. But the development of equanimity on either side can down-regulate the system towards peace. And that's a peace that's not shut off, you understand. You're still completely open to experience. But the mind, the heart, the body is stable and open. Trusting emergence is attuning to the quality of change in that whole spectrum. If what you're noticing is a real heavy, jerky gripping, then this is Oh, God, I just lost my job. Oh, look how much I'm fixating on what's going to happen next. What's it like right now? Okay, don't have a job. I feel this in the body. feel the changingness of it. You know, trust emergence pulls you out of the spiral into depression, let's say. More subtle, you know, when things aren't quite so bad, might be, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with... I'm with my good friends, and we're hanging out. And you begin to notice just the changeability of this, and the moment becomes more alive. So trust emergence is like inviting the, the mind into this mindfulness of, look at this dynamic social situation. No criticism. No aversion even to the excitement of it. This is just how it is, but the mind is now awake in it. Kind of you know, riding the stream of the rising and vanishing of social banter, you know, and so on. And then more subtle might arise. Let's take a pretty big leap to meditation so we can finish the, the story. So now, you know, we've been practicing. And the mind maybe gets a little bit um, dull, begins to assume you know what someone's going to say or that you know who they are, or you know what it's like to be meditating in inside dialogue, or anything. And you say, wait a minute, 
trust emergence and you attune to, oh, wow, this is, you know, you begin to feel the, the rising and vanishing of even this relatively simple, stable situation, apparently stable situation, and it's not so stable. And you realize, I really don't know what you're going to say. And you place yourself at the tip of the moment, and the mind gets very bright, so strong energy can come up. Strong sense of investigation comes up where the mind may have gotten complacent. See, so it's a, invoking a meditation instruction to foster a quality of mind that, of course, can be very freeing. When aversion arises, it's this, you know, the same basic process that I just talked about, where there's some sort of input. That input is reacted to in such a way, based on conditioning, that it's experienced as unpleasant, and the body-mind wants to push it away. Right? Real basic stuff. Of course, it's not always so, so basic as something like oh, the archetype, right? The stove is hot and you pull away. It's not always quite that simple. You know, you may have said something that made me feel judged. And so what's really going on is my aversion to you and to your blah, blah, blah. And God, it's all about you. And, you know, so I start forming all my reactions. And behind even that is, I feel really hurt and scared. And, you know, so there's all these layers of um, sort of emotional reaction and construction process, building you, building me, building this, and how do I get out of this, right? Exactly. No, exactly. So, so it's possible more than we give ourselves credit for to actually invoke a way of looking at, a way of meeting this moment of experience that um, is not identified, that is actually watching that process. It may be very difficult to see much about it, but you can certainly find the um, emergent discomforts in the body, right? Right, right. So you feel, you know, the throat or the head or the heat or the the belly. Yeah, constriction, right? So you feel, so you're feeling the changingness of that. And, and this person is still there, right? So it's still like, so it's really dynamic. It's like sparkling, like, just like, like, okay, so attend to the dynamic nature. And all of a sudden, You're noticing something that is not the construct. You're noticing the, you know, the rising and vanishing itself, and the the root construct towards which you're feeling aversion of me, of them, of this, is it's like the whole reactivity to that has been cut because you're not in that anymore. 
temporarily, right? You're still feeling, and you might fall back in, but trust emergence, trust, it's like what's gonna happen next? And you, you, you attune to that rising and vanishing, to that instability. And remember, of course, trust emergence doesn't uh, have to exist on its own. It may be skillful in such a moment to bring the brightness of trust emergence and the evolving of it, but you can also pause, relax, and notice muscular tension, notice, you know, other, you can invoke other, other guidelines, other meditation instructions may be more beneficial at that moment. So we get skillful. Part of what I observed was that I could, I could get to the point where my mind was handling it, but my body was still physiologically in a good for you. kind of thing. Very good, very good. No, that's perfect. The, the feel perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. But to, to know it, to know it is freeing. Because now you know that running through the, you know, you don't have to know the facts about cortisol, right? right? But you know that this, yeah, this is not just some quick firing of the neurons. This is flushed through, you know, right. Right, so you'd be, you know, kind of one needs to develop some uh, perspective that uh, invokes or that brings forth some uh, tolerance, patience, ability to, to remain with that. The, the challenge there, though, is, of course, that it's the, if, especially if the person's still in front of you, that it's constantly re-stimulated. And sometimes you might need to withdraw, you know, as skillfully and compassionately as possible. Yeah.